Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce. And that would be me. I love having you here this morning. And as usual, we're going to have a great show. But let's talk about Second Wind a moment. You know, I love when we women can get together and actually share some of the transitions that we go through. The transitions many times will change our lives in the way we approach our everyday life, or it may even change us internally with the way we think about things. It could be a a change of a job, the fear of having to go out and find a new job after being comfortable for so long. Same thing if you go through divorce or if you become a widow all of a sudden. All of those are very scary situations, transitions that you go through. And sometimes we need the support of a group or a radio show like Second Wind to help you move forward. So that is why we are here, so that we can support you in whatever way you might need to be supported today. Is it to hear somebody else's life story and to hear how they have handled transition and changed their lives? Well... This is what I want you to be grateful that you are here today to listen to this message. We are going to have a great time and uh, a lot to talk about. I wanted to share with you what I did this week that was really exciting. You know, I occasionally like to do speaking. I love speaking. So when I get the opportunities, it's usually, yes, I'll be there. So, I was asked to come to the Women's Club in Bryan, Texas. Now, let me tell you just a little bit about this group. It's a It has been around for years, and without stating the number of years, I'm not going to be so bold to say that because I don't have it correctly. I would probably say it wrong. But it is an organization that supports the woman. They were very clear about that, that it supports the individual woman and that they their purpose is to support that woman, to also support their community by giving back as they do through different organizations, different projects that they do to support their communities. I love organizations that do this, but they do it through their membership building relationships that will improve and enhance their members, offering them education through programs. And I listened to the list of their programs and what a magnificent list they had. Ninety-plus members gathered on October the 14th in Bryan, Texas, home of the A&M 
uh, college or is that a university? Becky, you maybe can help me that with that later. But anyway, it was a wonderful experience, a great group of women, and I so applaud that they are doing what they are doing for their community. I really believe such organizations, such friendships are important to every woman. It's part of who we are. We like to connect with other women. So I encourage you this week that if you have not taken that step, early fall, good time to start a new habit, go out and find a friend, go out and find a club, become part of a unit bigger than yourself for whatever support you may need. If you're going through a transition of taking care of your parents, go to a support group. Find somebody to support you and help build your skills and to complete your universe as it changes. Now, our guest today is Becky Henderson, and Becky is a practicing counselor and coach. She graduated from the University of Tyler in 2006, but she has been in the transformational and human development world since 1996. She believes so much in this profession of helping other women grow and develop. Now, when Becky and I were visiting, some of the things, you know, we share the passion for travel. We both love travel. So she shared that she, after graduating from college, uh, got her undergraduate degree. She traveled off to Italy, so we're going to hear about that. And then stayed there, went for six months, ended up staying for two years. I so like that, Becky. I really like that, loving that you're (laughs) flexible to do that. And then she moved on when she was working on after her master's to India and has a very interesting story there. Now, Becky, I've only told the high points here on <laughs> some some of the part I like, the travel part. But I, you have a fascinating history, and I can't wait for you to share with us all of that you've been doing. Well, thank you, thank you, Joyce, and it's so great to be with you today. So, uh, where where should we get started with that? Well, um, why did you feel the need after? Uh, You'd gone through your master's, but you hadn't really um, finished your degree. Well, I'm sorry. You'd finished, you completed your undergraduate. You mm-hmm. hadn't fil- really finished your total degree, but you went off to Italy. I did. I went off to Italy. I just had this, this sense in me that I needed to go to Italy. Uh, I felt like God was calling me there. And so I I looked up some opportunities and and I went, and, you know, I didn't speak the language, I, I, but I was determined to learn. I said, if I don't speak Italian, then I don't speak. So I spent, <laughs> I, yeah, seriously, I, I spent uh, several months not saying very much, but listening. I, you know what? I probably, I probably gleaned more listening skills from um, just being quiet for about yes. six months and, uh, than, than any, you know, any educa- other educational program I was part of. Uh, so, yeah, I, I went and wanted to be a part of something great, and, and I was, and it was, it was an incredible time. 
So over what there. did you what did you do? You said you were going to go for six months, but then that changed. Yeah, so I was actually working with an organization that was part of uh, the Jubilee, which is a um, a holy year celebration in the Catholic community, and they have this. Uh, they used to have it every fifty years, and now. I believe they have it every 25, but actually I think there's another one coming up pretty soon. I think they're having it even a little bit sooner than normal, uh, and and people make a pilgrimage to Rome, oh. and uh, so so I was invited to come and be part of that to get to uh, assist with everything that was happening over there. Awesome. What an yeah. experience that must have been. Yeah, it was. It was pretty incredible. And yeah. And I and I was sharing with you before that um, while I was there, I just I I noticed uh, in terms of counseling resources, I noticed that they're just the the accessibility uh, wasn't there like it is here in the state, right. and that really prompted an idea in me. I thought, well, what if I can be the resource? What if yeah. I can go get educated in counseling and then take these skills around the world and. Uh, I actually on my on my graduation day from uh-huh. my master's program I was not in the country because <laughs> I was I was in Romania actually doing a training for counselors and social workers in the city of Timisoara and I thought what what better way to celebrate my graduation than to get to go do do what I was getting the degree for in the first place so How that awesome. that was really that was really fun for me Oh, yes. Now, uh, okay, but that was after the master's. Now, after, was that before you went to India? Yes, yeah, that was before I went to India. So after Italy, okay. came back to the state, got right. my master's, and then, yeah, yeah and then uh, did some other opportunities in between there and, and actually going to India a few years right. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to, because we have a break coming up, we're not going to talk about India yet because I don't want to interrupt that story. But you spent most of your time in Rome. Is that for the Italy? Yeah. Just outside of Rome, there is a little town called Frescati. And uh-huh. uh, maybe maybe you've heard of it before. They're very famous for their white wine. And um, yeah, it's just a beautiful area up in the hills that surround Rome. And so that's oh, where I lovely. stay. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that sounds like it would have been an experience of a lifetime right there <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> to have been really able to was. be part of something so big. I mean, that's just awesome. So uh, you didn't work at the Vatican, did you? No, no, I didn't work in the Vatican. I actually worked for a, um, a, a they call it an evangelical organization over there, and uh, we hosted short-term teams to come in and minister to the people that were traveling to Rome. So everything uh, from conferences to uh, musicians to artists. Uh, we hosted, you know, uh, like we like we hosted Thomas Kincaid to come in and did a big show, and mm-hmm. you know, we just it, it was really it was really cool. Um, awesome. If anything, to these groups that were coming in specifically to, to minister to um, to the people that were traveling to Rome that year. Awesome, love it, 
Like, that's just absolutely amazing. Well, we are going to take a short break now, and we will be back to talk with Becky as she shares more of her journey of transformation. It's really, really interesting, and the opportunities that she has gotten to see. Oh, okay. I just got the word, keep going. So here we go. All right, we'll keep going. (laughs) Keep going. So, uh, you know, the opportunities that you've gotten to see has really enriched and and enabled you to understand many more people. That's hard to get. That's a valuable blessing right there. So here we go. We're going to that break. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness, more self-love and less self-loathing, more joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. You are listening to Second Wind with Joyce. And my guest today is Becky Henderson, a practicing counselor and coach. And we have just been hearing about her exciting life as she began her life, I guess, from education college on, wasn't it, Becky? Yes, but yes. <laughs> such, such great opportunities she had to be in Italy through a very um, exciting time. And then 
after, but now I'd like to move on to the years after because there's another important, um, important I think, in that you you really were able to see so much suffering and violence in the world, but in a distant country. It was yes. in India. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, so shortly after completing my master's work, I had an opportunity to work with an organization called International Justice Mission, and they uh, they have offices all over the world where they are helping free people from slavery and other injustices and oppression, and I was... Um, I was given a position in India where, you know, there is still, even though slavery is outlawed, uh, it hasn't really been that long. It was the mid-1970s when, wow. um, yeah, yeah, it hasn't oh. been that long. Uh, so oh. there, there, slavery is, uh, so it's illegal, yet the enforcement of that law is still, you know, needs a lot of help. And so... Well, who's being enslaved? Is there... So who's, who's being enslaved is typically people who are um, are living in maybe out in the remote villages and they, they don't have a lot of money. And so they call it bonded labor because what happens is uh-huh. they might take out a loan, let's say, for $25. And then yes. they and their family will then be enslaved and forced to work upwards of um, 18-hour days for generations. Oh, and oh because my there's goodness. Because there's no way to work off that $25 debt. They just, it, it, the way that the system is set up. So, uh, so that's one form of slavery is whole families that are, um, making rice, uh, cutting out rocks, uh, making bricks. And, uh, there are other forms of slavery there. But the office that I worked with, we, we were working with, uh, the, the form that's known as bonded labor. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's just so, I, I, I you know, for me, I think it's uh, just seems so far fetched that we would even have that in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, yeah. how long were you there? So it's- that was that was another one where I uh, went initially for one year and ended up staying for two years, uh-huh. and I worked with with their staff members to help to help coach and and train their social workers in. Um, in counseling skills so that they could uh, better assist the people that they were, because once they would get a family out of slavery, then they stay working with those families to make sure that they're getting plugged back into their community and that they're being supported and um, so that they don't end up back, you know, in the slave system. Well, how do they get out of slavery? So this organization, yeah, this, this organization, their work, they physically go into facilities along with police officers and get the people out that want to leave. So there's, yeah, there's a whole process involved with that, but, uh, that's what they do is they, they physically rescue people from, um, these facilities, bring them out with all their, their stuff, their belongings, um, and, and then help them stay out is what they do. So my role was in supporting the social workers who were interacting with them for anywhere from one year to three years post-slavery to make sure that they were fully supported. So once they walk out, the um, I don't know what you'd call the person that they that had them in slavery. What would he be called? 
he, they. Uh, the slave yeah, the slave owner. What they the call slave owner. Mm-hmm. Would he not try to get them back? I mean, so possibly, possibly, but that's the other branch of of this organization is that they um, then they work to prosecute the perpetrators. So their uh, lawyer, yeah, and so they're actually they're working with the um, justice system in those countries to to really fill in the gaps to yeah. enforce the laws that are on the books. And so, so it is illegal to do that. Is what it you're is. Saying. Yes, it's okay. illegal. It's just rarely enforced, or I would say it's it's starting to be more enforced because of organizations like this that are uh, demanding that the government enforce their laws. And so it's starting to happen. They're actually seeing more and more significant prosecutions of these cases. Awesome. Awesome. Well, having had those two experiences in foreign lands, um, tell me how your life began and you were drawn toward this life of, I call it service, in Mm -hmm. that you're willing to go and help people that are struggling. Tell me how your life has gone that you uh, felt called to do this. Yeah, so I actually, I grew up in middle America in a a little town in Michigan called Bad Axe. Say that again so (laughs) nobody's going to believe it. (laughs) Bad Axe, A-X-E. It's, it's a real town, I promise you. You can Google it and look it up. Uh, Bad Axe, Michigan, a very rural community. My dad sold tractors for many, many years. My mom was a teacher. She actually taught in a one-room schoolhouse. We still have those Oh, my goodness. Seriously. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so grew up out in the country in a, a family of, I have uh, three siblings, so there's four of us and a family of six. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, for, it, it was just, it was a very, uh, it was a great childhood, uh, except there was someone who was very close to our family, and um, and and this person abused me, sexually abused me, as well as wow. you know there was some physical and, and mental abuse along with that uh, yeah. for for many years. Oh. And and I always like to you know I like to honor my mom and dad. Uh, they they did not know. Um, yeah. And uh, you know oftentimes people suspect the dad, and I always just like to clarify that no, that was not that was not him. Yeah, it was Good. not dad. But it was someone who was close to our family, and you know that that had a real impact on me. Oh, yeah. And and you know, for many years, just my sense of um, seeing myself as damaged, and um, who would want me, and that um, I, I really see that often. Often, people who are drawn to the the people helping professions and the healing mm-hmm. professions, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason for that because often right. we were we had some experience with being hurt ourselves, and mm-hmm. so I know that, that. So from a very early age, I I wanted to be of service in helping others, and and I think part of it was also in my my own um, my own healing journey uh, right. because you know, uh, well, there the- are. Yeah, go well, ahead. Becky, how early did this start in your life and when did it end? Oh, the abuse? Uh-huh. Yeah, the abuse started oh around around first or second grade mm. and and it finally ended uh around sixth grade. 
So, you know, it was it was several years. The, the sexual abuse. Now, yeah. the, the verbal, so the verbal and physical that, continued. Yeah. Did you tell anybody at that time or? You know what? I didn't. I Just, because yeah. because of all the threats. There yeah. were threats if you tell, oh. you know, that and, and and so that was that was my my truth at the time yeah. was that I couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So kept yeah. It How scary for a really long time. Little mm-hmm. girl. So scary. Yeah. yeah. So you you have all this self uh uh what would you say? Um uh, uh belief that you're not valued, um and how do you move through that? Yeah, well, there were you move through that uh, with a lot of bumps and bruises. And <laughs> I might say we, you're not alone. They're almost all of us carry something with us. But yeah, uh, yeah, because it impacts as... it impacts um, mm-hmm. who you're drawn to. You know, it sets what feels normal for you. And I always say that attraction is not about what you like. Attraction is about what feels normal. And yeah. and when you have those things that really impact your, your subconscious of as far as what feels normal, it has you being attracted. Well, for me, it had me being attracted to yeah. people in relationships and friendships that right. mistreated me. And it had me sabotaging relationships and friendships where they actually treated me really well uh, uh-huh. for, for many years. Yeah. Right. Right. Hence all well, the, how the, many of us women mm-hmm. end up marrying our dads. You know, because mm-hmm. whether dad's good dad, bad dad, whatever, we're comfortable with that situation. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you wake up and go, oh, no, I married my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be very confusing and frustrating because consciously we believe one thing. And yet our uh-huh. behavior, if we look at our behavior, it's really showing us like if it's if it's showing us something different than what we consciously believe, it's just mm-hmm. showing us that there's there's an unconscious belief in there that got in there earlier and got reinforced. Right. And yeah, and that's where we that's where we have to do our work. Yes. So during those years when you went off to Italy, were you doing your work then? Uh, or when you went into the when you got your undergraduate degree? Yeah, I would say I was I was getting more uh, more banged up and more bruises probably while I was in Italy, uh, accumulating more of those. Uh, but it was as I did my master's work, I would say that was the beginning of my healing journey uh, yeah. with you know things that I was learning and experiences that I was having, being mm-hmm. able to ask certain questions that I didn't know how to ask before, and and get the help that I didn't know that I could ask for before that's really uh where it began for me was in my master's program right isn't it a like a light bulb goes on when you turn around and you 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 see other people and you go oh this is not norm i thought this was norm Uh you know and you just got this like aha oh i can can stop this thinking yeah Yeah. and that there's another possibility out Mm -hmm. there absolutely it's it's incredibly freeing uh, oh. So, so that had a that was a big part of my healing journey was uh, starting the master's work in counseling, and um, you know you get you start to see how important it is uh, when you're in a healing profession that mm-hmm. you have to do your own work first. Otherwise, Absolutely. you're just you're just going to be a basket case in a mess trying yeah. to help All other right, people this, in their I'm mess. And yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to stop you here as we go to a break. We'll be back with Becky and Joyce. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive, Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are. This is Joyce, and you're listening to Second Wind. And my guest today is Becky Henderson a counselor and coach working here in Tyler, Texas, with the Samaritan Group Counseling Group Center. Now, Becky, tell me, you've just told us your story about your life and how you went through some very difficult childhood adverse issues. And tell me how you didn't come out there just feeling like you were broken. I mean, that's a lot of difficulty and struggles for a little girl to go through. Yeah, absolutely. And, and make I have sense of. What's that? And make sense out of it. Yeah, you, you know, I I would say that for many, many years I did see myself as broken. I saw myself as damaged. Uh if if someone wanted to and so much so, if someone wanted to be in a relationship with me, I would immediately think, Well, what's wrong with him that he wants me? Like that Oh that's how deep and pervasive yeah. this sense of I'm damaged went. And and so it was as a result of, you know, many years of of healing. I mean, because for me, it it probably, it took place over the course of about 10 years. It wasn't just overnight. Um, But I reached this place where I realized that 
what happens to me is not who I am. And that they're Mm. very distinct in that who I really am is an eternal being that transcends these temporary moments, these experiences that I'm having on earth. And, yeah. and so it, that was very powerful for me yes. because what happens to me doesn't define me. It's an experience, and I can use that experience instead of the experience using me. And who I am is always greater than any moment you know, that I'm in. And uh, from there, I really began to see that who I really am was never broken. Mm. That it was covered, it was it was buried. It was buried with perceptions. It was buried mm. with stories. It was buried with identities and, frankly, lies that just mm-hmm. weren't true about who I really am. And and the there was a breaking in my life. But what I realized is that what what was broken, what broke away, was everything that was not me. Mm. really allowing me to get in touch with who I really am. And, you know, that I, I really see now that adversity is a gift. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, uh, it's in The Traveler's Gift. It's a book by Andy Andrews. And mm-hmm. he says that adversity is preparation for greatness. Oh, I, love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Powerful. Wonderful. It's, and yeah. and I I see that now and I live that now and, and that's what I love to bring to my clients, whether mm-hmm. it's in counseling or in coaching, is just mm-hmm. that who who we really are is never broken, it's just buried. And our work mm-hmm. when I when I talk about that there's work to do is just about getting rid of all that excess layer so that mm-hmm. we can really live from who we really are, access who we really are. Right. Um You know, a lot of times I'll say it's a choice we make, which Mm -hmm. way we go down a road. I'm at, but I'm kind of questioning here, Becky, can we make a choice to, to think positive toward ourselves without going back and healing some of those hurts? You know, I think, I think that, uh, so the healing, healing is always in process. And, right. and growth and growth is always in process. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless you know, unless we address what's hurting in us, mm-hmm. it, I, I think it's going to be really difficult to right. um, to make a a conscious choice because mm-hmm. we're always going to have that unconscious hurt really running the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's it's um, it's very important to address anything that is has been left unresolved in our lives so that it what that does is then it does we become free to then consciously choose yeah that's where we become the owner versus the victim correct yeah yeah because we can um whatever happens in our lives we have two options we can either own it meaning own the experience that we're having own the decisions that we need to make in face of it yeah. Or we can be a victim of it, which leaves us helpless, which leaves us waiting on others to do or not do certain things in order for our lives to be, quote, unquote, better or, or for us to be, mm-hmm. to be happy. And so it, it leaves us helpless. It leaves us waiting. And I've just found that um, 
choosing to be an owner, choosing to take responsibility for how I'm going to handle my life and who I'm going to be in my life, whether I created the mess or not. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I did. I, I created mm-hmm. plenty of mm-hmm. my own messes. But you know right. what? I There were plenty of people that um, had an impact on me. And then I can either, with that, I can either stay in a place of blame, which keeps me as a victim, keeps me helpless, mm-hmm. or I can take responsibility for the healing because I have also learned that there are a lot of things that people can break that they have no ability to fix. So as long as I'm waiting on on someone else to 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 fix or to heal me, that it's just a very disempowered place to operate from. And I have found so much freedom in in taking ownership over even that, even over over things that were done against my will, you know, in my life. And it's been incredibly freeing. Yeah. I always like to remember the story when I was in fourth grade and I, um, you know, on Fridays we could get up and we could do whatever we wanted to do. And in those days, as far as a perform in front of the class, not, you know, not anything we wanted to do, but we could get up and we could perform in front of the class or recite a poem or in my case, I wanted to sing because I've always loved to sing. And so I got up and I tried to sing, but the words wouldn't come out. And so uh, my teacher that day was very, I don't know what, Miss Murphy, I just don't understand why she was so angry, so upset. And um, she was just very short that day. And she said, somehow she embarrassed me. I don't remember. She probably said, oh, just go sit down or something like that. Uh I don't remember the specifics. I just remember the feelings of the day. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I took that. It was so humiliating to me as a fourth grader that I took that and for many years would, and still even today, have trouble getting up and singing solos and I think that's part of that whole experience you know and Mm -hmm. it really and as I go back and visit it I can understand it from an adult standpoint you know maybe Miss Murphy was having something really awful going on in her life and she could not express herself perhaps yes she handled it a little differently and it affected me in a different way but it wasn't done viciously so you can't go back and say, Miss Murphy messed up my life. Right, you know, right. That type of thing. Right, so, but you can you can address the, the impact that it had on, you know, that was it, was it fourth grade, you said? Yeah, fourth grade. Yeah, you know, that who, the, it, the impact that it had on the, on the heart and the mind of that fourth grader, mm-hmm. you, can, you can take responsibility for addressing that. Absolutely. Yes. That's where your yes. power is at. Yeah. So anyway, it was so it's as I've done my work, you know, we all are responsible for doing our own work to heal those wounds that we get while we're growing up, whether they come from mom, (laughs) dad, sisters, teachers, whoever, Mm -hmm. whoever. Um, I think it's it's always interesting to go back and just see what we take away from different situations and how they stop us in our adult life from moving forward and being the real jewel that we all are yeah yeah 
Absolutely. Like I love, <clears throat> I love Michelangelo when he was asked how he made the David, and mm-hmm. he basically said, "I didn't make the David." He said, "The David was already in there. I just moved away the excess marble." Oh, beautiful! Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, all right. So you decided that, well. Okay, let's move on to the next question that I wanted to ask you is I know you have used some tools and what are some of the tools that you have learned in your own healing and that you also use in your um, daily counseling and coaching practice? Yeah, I love that question. So one of the one of the tools that has been so helpful for me in my own practice I used it the the um, started years ago. I still use it today. It's called mm-hmm. emotional freedom technique, mm-hmm. and it, it's literally one of the most tangible ways of letting things go that I've ever worked with. Like that literally helps the body let go. It lets the emotions, the nervous system, your brain release all of the unresolved hurt, anger, pain sadness, betrayal, abandonment, I mean, whatever the experience was, whatever your perception of a particular event was, it Mm -hmm. it starts to shift and transform all of that. And uh, it's been incredibly powerful in helping me, first and foremost, get to a place where I genuinely love who I am. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I spent decades loathing and hating and despising who I was because I was broken in my eyes. I was damaged. I was, you know, I, I was, I was of no value. And this technique really showed me that I have a relationship with myself and, and that I had been abusing myself, you know, my, the, right. the abuser right. in my life, he, you know, he stopped that years and years ago, but I picked up the baton and I, <laughs> you know, I kept abusing myself on the inside and yeah. And yeah. through through using this technique, it really uh, transformed my own relationship with myself, which then transformed my relationship with others because we don't attract what we want. We attract who we are. And as I shifted who I was being with myself, it automatically manifested and showed up in the people that I was now resonating with instead of Instead of being attracted to people that would mistreat me, I was attracted to people that loved me yeah. and yeah. and and treated me really well. And for the first time, I was able to receive that. Like I before, I couldn't receive a compliment. I had no idea what to do with a compliment, you know, because it it didn't <laughs> fit it, with <laughs> yeah with with how I saw myself. Oh, and okay, yeah. we're going to have to stop here and go to a break. When we come back, we're going to describe. EFT to you. All right. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad. 
and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive, Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. You are listening to Second Wind with Joyce. And my guest today is Becky Henderson. And Becky has been sharing with us the um, wonderful tool and technique that she used in, in her recovery. And it's very, very, very well used. It's well respected method of working with people in all transitions. And Becky, would you kind of explain a little bit about the process of uh, working the uh, we EFT? Yeah, absolutely. So EFT, emotional freedom technique, involves physically tapping on pressure points, uh, meridians, energy meridians on the body, like predominantly around the face and the chest and in uh, your hands, and you put that together with uh, whatever whatever emotion it is that's there for you, if it's anger, if it's sadness. And what happens is that while, while we tap on those pressure points, while you focus in on uh, whatever's bothering you or upsetting you, the body takes that as the cue to start releasing it. And whether it's, it's trauma, whether it's a, a recent event or something that happened when you were uh, four years old or even pre-verbal, I mean, it, it's really powerful that it, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. Uh, if it's there, if it's present in the body, then this technique will help you release it and clear yeah. that out. Yeah, for further explanation, people can go to YouTube and just look up emotional uh, tapping. Yeah, 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 emotional freedom technique. Another word for it is tapping. Uh, There's another great resource called EFTUniverse. Dot com. Oh, good. Yep, and and there's um, that's one of the main credentialing bodies here in the state, so you can you can look them up. So yeah, great information source. Right now, 
you have done something that I find more and more counselors doing, and that's where they combine the counseling and the coaching. They do both in their practices. Mm -hmm. And explain to me the difference or explain to my listeners the difference in the two um, professions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I make a distinction between the two. Um, maybe some counselors blur them a little bit more than I do, but mm-hmm. I really see counseling as that work is where we focus on healing the past. And coaching is on growth and expansion for your future. And it was like present forward. And, and that's where I, I draw the line between those two. And there's certainly some techniques that may overlap, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I see them as separate contexts, different, yeah. different places to operate from. So I'm really clear in my practice that if I'm working with someone on counseling, we're doing counseling. If I'm working with them in a coaching relationship, we do coaching. And, mm. and if something comes up, in the course of a coaching relationship where my client needs therapy, I will actually refer them to someone else so that they can do the therapy with someone else. And we, we keep the coaching uh, clean as coaching and we don't, I don't try to um, mix those up. With oh, that's them. interesting. Well, if they mm-hmm. came to you for therapy with the counseling, uh, would you move into coaching with them? Yes, if we make that clear transition where we're now okay. moving away from from counseling and we're moving into uh, coaching. Yeah, but it, it gets, um, I'm still very clear with them that that's what we're doing. Are you making a distinction between counseling and therapy? No, counsel, for me, counseling and therapy, and those ther- are one are and the same. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was, okay, just clarifying that. Okay, yeah, that's great. That's a great explanation of um uh, the counseling versus coaching, how they work, can work together as a, you know, from working on the past and moving into the future. But that's interesting. Um, Why you mentioned here about the context for living powerfully. Mm -hmm. And I, what do you mean by that? Tell us more. Yeah, so a context for living powerfully, what that means is is that the, it's our context for how we're living really shows up in our language and the way that we're seeing the world. And we can either see ourselves kind of going back to, you know, broken versus buried, right? So if I see mm-hmm. myself as broken, then who I'm being is is broken. And what I end up doing is always going to be in alignment with someone who is is broken. So the work that we do is we, we, we start to shift into who I am is whole, who I am is, is powerful, it, because what I'm doing is always going to be an outflow of who I'm being. And, and that's where I work with my clients is in coaching them on, on who they're being so that they can you know, create what they want in their life. And, and it's always about where you're coming from. And really accessing the power of, of who you are to then generate the life that you want. And, and so a context for living powerfully is about, um, you know, looking, looking at, uh, the, your, your blind spots and, Mm -hmm. and really being able to set a strong foundation 
for growth, and that's going to come in how you're speaking and how you're seeing. And, mm-hmm. and so that's where we do the work is, is really coaching people to, um, to master their lives by speaking powerfully. Like it, it's literally how you're speaking is like the house. Yeah that you're living in. And so you're, you're either going to be creating a prison or a palace. Right. And, and so know, that's always the context. Right. I mean, it's quite common. A lot of times I used to hear this growing up. Women would say to themselves, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I'm so mm-hmm. stupid. Why mm-hmm. did I do that? Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that's really what you're talking about, right? Yeah. An example. Because Exactly, because we speak in a certain way, and then we go out and, and live in a way that supports that. Mm-hmm. Always. That, that's, that's who we are as human beings, and, and that's even the work of, the work of integrity is mm-hmm. I'm going to speak a certain way, and then I'm going to live either in alignment or not in alignment with that. But, right. yeah, the, the powerful life is when we uh, say what we want to do and, and who we want to be, and then we go live in a way that's in alignment and congruent with that. That's really powerful. Right. Well, I'd like for you to take the time to share. Tell us about the you, what you have on the website to offer us, because I know my listeners are going to want to contact you and um, maybe talk about going further with you. So well, what is your website and how could they get you? And what's there for them? And what's different? Yes. So my, my website is Becky F as in Frank Henderson, Becky F Henderson.com. And I have a, a couple of, of things that are available for free. I do a blog on creating a great life. So that's available. Actually, we, um, just had uh, the latest post came out today. It's about uh, being extraordinary. <laughs> and, and so the blog is there. They can sign up for that. That's free. And I also have a guided meditation on uh, really being able to receive all the love that's out there and to really tune in to the love that's already available in our mm-hmm. lives. And so mm-hmm. if they go under, um, if you go under free resources, uh, my, my website's relatively new and I'm building it. So there's, <laughs> that's the, that's the free resource at this time. <laughs> I think a website is like a house. It's never finished. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so they won't get lost in the free resource section. It's, it's right there. That meditation, you can click on that and, and that's available. You can listen to it as often as you like. And, uh, then the, the other thing that I offer people that are interested in coaching or interested in an experience with coaching, because this level of coaching that I offer people uh, is uh, you got to have an experience with it to decide if it's something that you're interested in or not. So I offer a one-hour session. Uh, it's not a 15-minute intro call where I talk about coaching, it's an actual coaching session, no strings attached, where you bring something to the table that you're committed to changing or or having some breakthrough or having some transformation in or creating because the work that I do, I don't, I don't have formulas or, um, or specific processes for people. What I do is create things. We, we Mm. create in the coaching experience. And, and then you get an opportunity to go out and live that. So, right. um, yeah, so I'm available for anyone that is ready to really take their life to the next level and they want some help. 
they want right. some help in what they're up to and what they're creating, give me a call and we'll yeah. have that conversation. And then, then you get to decide whether that's something that you, you want more of or, or not. So that's how I do that. Yeah. Now, to get your blog, they need to go to your website to sign up for it, correct? Yes. Yes, yeah. they can yeah, they can sign up for it and and then what will happen when you sign up for it, then you'll get uh in your e- in your inbox just once a week, mm-hmm. you'll get mm-hmm. uh the you know, the the email saying, "Hey, the blog is up and ready to go. Just click here." So, that's what they would I got mine this morning. Wonderful. I it, but I got it. <laughs> So I know when she's been busy writing, creating. So, but there's another uh, side to you as well, because in looking over your website, I also saw that you do speaking. I do. I do do speaking. Yeah. And, and that is something that I really enjoy and I, and I'm available for that. So um, my contact information, email, phone number, it's all on there. I love to speak to women. I love to speak to teenagers. Um, I I do believe strongly in this message of um, being able to address the abuse issue because it's so prevalent. Um, it's not just with girls. It's with boys. Uh, the, one of the latest statistics is that it's one out of three, you know, uh, of yeah. us in America around the world. And so this is, we're, we've got people in our boardrooms, in our, in our courtrooms, in our factories, in our schools. And I, uh, I love going into any, any one of those to be able Uh, to bring a message of, of hope and healing and growth and that it's possible not just to create a better life, but what I'm really passionate about is creating a new life. Right. I don't want you to have a better life. I want you to have a new life. So, <laughs> well, Becky, yeah. this has been such a treat to have you with me this morning. I loved hearing about your growth, how your life has transitioned, and how you took sad times and turned them into your glorious self today, and how you continue to give back and expand in yourself and to become a wonderful coach in uh counselor. So thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you, Joyce. It's been such a pleasure. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at